0: and when you are trying to focus on your marriage so much and you're like I need to work on my marriage, I want to be a better wife, I want to be a better partner. I want to do this. You can sometimes focus on just the partnership. When it's like no you are just like you said Amy, you're a person before you're a partner. So by focusing inward first sometimes, which it's mm-hmm. not selfish, because you're able to bring that best person to the marriage like or to the relationship. Soaky. So That's what I've been trying
1: to tell Amy. You need to let me golf more so I can work <laughs> out our relationship. There are limits. There are definitely are <laughs> limits. You just say thank you, Drew. Okay. You know this. Good point. Good point.
0: <laughs> I'm Amy. And I'm Abby. And as women, we are constantly comparing ourselves to others. But your life isn't supposed to look like hers. Being your best self means standing firm in your decisions and always being willing to grow with a purpose. We get vulnerable and real with an honest look into the challenges and triumphs
2: we all face. Every woman listening gets the opportunity to choose what life looks like for herself. We're excited today. We have my husband, Drew, and Abby's husband, Colin, back on the podcast. And it's been a minute, but this is actually their sixth guest appearance today. We love having them on because they are truly our partners in all of this. We love hearing their perspective as we grow and evolve as couples. So guys, tell us anything new since the last time you've been on the podcast.
1: First of all, hopefully you all aren't sick of us by now, <laughs> you know, so thanks for continuing to tune in. Uh, what's new? Well, we've got a 4K graduate, as do the Greens, which is crazy to think about. Yeah. Uh,
3: yeah I'll, I'll during
1: COVID. Yeah. I'll be uh, coaching T-ball this summer with Max, which is exciting. Uh, what else is new? Got the boys to their first Brewers game, which was both fun and exhausting at the same time. I'm um, rocking a new haircut. and Longer on top. <laughs> yeah, a little longer on top.
2: <laughs> Trying to stay youthful. Of it course. looks
1: good. Yeah, going with a fresh cut, a little more uh, <laughs> trendy, as they would say. As they would say. <laughs> <laughs> they, the younger ones. And I did get asked to play old timer softball for the first time this year. I guess I'm eligible because I'm 35. That was kind of a kick in the pants.
3: So 35 is when you're officially old, huh? I guess,
1: you know, wouldn't you think like 40 minutes? Yeah, I would say like it's softball.
0: Yeah, I feel I feel like 40 is a more appropriate old time. I agree. You guys were only saying 40 because we're currently almost 35. (laughs) (laughs) Drew and I are actually there. So (laughs) talking back to our younger
3: selves, constantly continue (laughs) to increase as we get older.
1: What about you, Colin? What's new?
3: Uh, I'm just excited that summer. It feels like summer. Obviously ninety degree weather right here in, in Wisconsin in the Midwest. It's been hot. So we've been spending a lot of time outside in the sprinkler, at the splash pad. We've done, you know, a few beaches, been on a boat once. I've just been pumped to be outside and nice.
1: Are you getting that guy that is the first one with his shirt off wherever you go?
3: No, I'm Please usually tell me yes. I'm usually a little timid. I'm a timid with the shirt off, but as soon as I get comfortable, then it's like I wish I had taken it off hours ago. Sure? Drew
2: pops his top at first. <laughs>
3: somebody's Opportunity. got the troops. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it helps that Drew looks good without his shirt <laughs> on. Uh, debatable. <laughs> I'm, and so we just went to a splash pad just yesterday, and I'm the guy with all the kids that are like waiting for this bucket to drop on them, and then it's me. It's dad and then all these kids that are just oh, as yeah. excited to get the water splashed on them, so that's me. But work-wise, we're finally getting back to pre-COVID pre days, and so we've been traveling around a bit, and honestly, I've missed, I've missed the human interaction. There is so much more about the in-person meetings that you just miss by working from home and all the Zoom meetings, so like handshakes – I did I had no idea how much I missed handshakes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you two are kind of the same. Well, in when that. we shook hands earlier today, that was that was a nice reunion. Yeah. I agree.
3: It felt like I needed to give you a hug. <laughs> I gave <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's something that I definitely missed. But um yeah, I'm just excited for getting back to work. The deeper, more meaningful conversations, the small talk. Honestly, I'm just pumped. Yeah. I'm
1: jealous of that. We won't won't go back probably until September time frame. And so I just miss seeing my coworkers. I'll
3: in just person. make sure to come back more often and give you hugs. Works for
1: me.
0: <laughs> we just love having you guys in the office. But for today, we thought it would be great if we revisited some of the conversations that we had with decoding couples who were on a few episodes back in episode seventy nine. So if you haven't listened to that one, it's a fantastic episode about couplehood, especially marriage or relationships post children. So one of the things that a lot of couples run into is that the woman can feel unseen she can start to think like how do you not see how heavy my load is. And a common issue and I know one that Colin and I have run into is that I'll start to internalize these feelings and I won't bring them up to Colin or to anybody until I'm already feeling burned out. So even right now I could label off a list of things that are on me. And I know a lot of moms can. And Jancy Dunn, she does such a good job of speaking on this, but also knowing that saying that whole list out loud, it doesn't help either person. So instead Instead of communicating how much we're doing, she says, instead, just ask. Like, ask where you need your your needs met, where you need your boundaries met, and ask that to your partner so that you're able to have that conversation instead of just rattling off every single thing that I'm doing, which sometimes that does feel easier to do, but it doesn't help in that communication. So Colin, what are some of the ways that you and I have started to work through this? Because I know it's definitely been a journey for
3: us. So uh, the first thing that I would say is, and I think the podcast community knows this about you by now, Abby is that you're very direct. And so I do not lack the knowledge of what's on your plate. (laughs) (laughs) And of course that is a strength and sometimes can be a weakness, but it is a great point for me to know how you're feeling at all times and what you have going on. And I'm sure there's tons that you don't tell me about, but I feel like I'm pretty well aware of that. But what we do a good job of is every Sunday night we get together, and we talk about the upcoming week. We talk about how you're feeling, what's on the schedule, what we have to do, and we divide and conquer. We say, okay, I'm gonna take this, this, and this, and Colin, you do this, this, and this. And we do a good job of designating certain tasks to one another, and it creates for an easier week knowing who's gonna get what done. So for example, and and again some of these are just the daily tasks and it changes by a week but i do the cooking i clean up after dinner i am um getting the kids ready in the morning getting them dressed getting them breakfast abby you like to do the laundry not necessarily like to do but you do the laundry um you attend all of the kids appointments for the most part and especially for owen it's quite a bit between the occupational therapy the speech therapy the physical therapy but I think we've done a pretty good job for the most part of creating clarity around the tasks that need to get done each week and then every week talking about it before the start of it.
0: And I think a big point here is Colin likes to cook. Like He's good at cooking. He enjoys doing it. I don't. So giving him that task because I know that he's good at it. I know that he likes doing it. That was one thing in the Decoding Couples episode that she brought up right away. If you mm-hmm. like doing something and somebody else doesn't, it's a no-brainer. It just makes it easier for everybody. So writing out that list, figuring it out. There's just a lot of tasks, though, that both of us don't like to do. And those are the ones. Like what are tasks that you guys both don't like to do? Neither of us like mowing the lawn. Sorry, Drew. you want to come <laughs> over, you could do
1: that. Hey, yeah. Can you guys come clean up? our house <laughs> and I'll mow the lawn.
0: It's just one of those things that it doesn't get done. It doesn't get done. Neither of us are forthcoming with this, with it. Neither of us want to do it. And then all of a sudden it's the weekend and we're both resenting either the person who's doing it. So the other person has to take care of all three kids or when you're out there spending a work day mowing the lawn. So that's definitely one that comes in.
3: Well, Abby has, of course, and I think we know this already, more of your personality, Drew. And so if the, if the lawn just gets a little long It's like, I got to do this right now. And Abby's that way. And for me, I'm like, well, I'm just going to wait until the weekend. It's Thursday and I'm going to have a lot more time over the weekend to do it. And she just rushes to do it because that's your personality.
2: Drew can relate. You don't like it to get too long. Yeah.
1: You don't want to have to clean up all the clippings afterwards, right?
2: (laughs) (laughs) So for this conversation, one area that Drew and I really struggle with is I just can tend to feel not only unseen, but unappreciated. So recently I said to Drew, like, I just really wish you would acknowledge the load that I have to carry because often I'm carrying it, but you're, you know, not saying thank you to me. So that's one area that we struggle with. We know that we're on the same team. And so trying to get both of our needs met, as well as the needs of three little boys, is just a lot. It's a lot. So, Drew, can you talk a little bit about this frustration that comes up and some things that you've tried to do to help us through it?
1: Yeah, I think I've tried to be cognizant of the fact that you like positive affirmation. So I try to say, Thank you and show my appreciation more than I had previously. At the same time, I recognize it's still probably not enough for what you would like, uh, given the demand that you have. Because at this point, all three of our boys, especially the younger two right now, are just hanging on you all the time. And I guess even Max, he just has to know where you you are every second of the day. So I, I know that's really exhausting. At the same time, I think what what I struggle with is that I I don't understand what me saying that, wow, you're dealing with a lot right now, like how much that helps, but that's just me. And I think that's probably why I don't naturally say it more than I do, because I think if I were in your shoes, I would feel annoyed that you would say that to me, but we're different people. So yeah. you know,
3: that's been a challenge. Yeah, so like how, knowing that, and I totally see Amy's side of it because I feel like I, I desire that from Abby, and she probably feels the same way that you do. Like, how do you mix it in into your daily or weekly like life? Like how Is there any like reminders that you do, or is it just like as you feel it? Like knowing that? like what do you do?
2: Well, I think like if I could give a suggestion on air, <laughs> it would Perfect. be like yeah
3: real if you feedback come is to great. the
2: if you go to the driving range and come back and you know your partner's taking care of three kids, just say, hey babe thanks so much for letting me do that for people that like that affirmation like that's just a really easy one,
1: yeah, 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 that's a great point. and I didn't say that the other night. I think I usually try to, but I don't always and And like, I need to be more aware of that.
0: And I think for people like Drew and I, because I agree with you, it sounds like you're almost saying it too much. But if you have partners like Amy and Colin, or for anybody who's listening, if you have a partner who does like those words and like being appreciated out loud, saying it more than you feel necessary probably is just enough for them. It goes back Mm -hmm. to Colin's love of love languages. And like, if
2: your person, like, even if it's not the way that you receive it, but it's important to the other person. It's a great option. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, and Abby's been actually been saying that to me lately. How she's been wanting me to appreciate what's on her load and how she's feeling and all that she's doing for us and our family. So I'm right there with you, Drew. <laughs> on one end, I I like to receive that, but I also need to do a better job of of giving it too.
2: I think it really is like, because otherwise, it feels unseen that you took care of the kids so your partner could do something. So to make it seen you acknowledge it
3: yeah and one thing that I've noticed is that and Abby does a, does a great job of of trying to give me those that that feedback and that appreciation but I at the same time I can tell when it's being forced <laughs> and when it's not and it's like hard it's like how do you genuinely thank me for the things that I'm doing or that you appreciate me like that's a hard thing to do but I feel like we struggle with that sometimes or it's like you're trying to do it. And I could sense that you're trying we to do it.
0: We struggle with that sometimes, <laughs> Abby. Sound more
3: genuine. <laughs> you struggle with that sometimes. Um, but you're trying and I can see that.
0: And this is the whole point why we, have the, why we want to have the guys on is that you hear from Amy and I often. Every single mm-hmm. week, you're hearing our perspective. So having the guys on as well, showing that there are two sides to this. Like there are two sides to this. There are two perspectives. And in your relationships too, whoever's listening- we have a 99.3% female audience as the Instagram stats show, but knowing that there is somebody else, there is another side and his or her me- needs matter as well.
3: And it's hard because for a, a personality style like yours, Abby, it feels like sometimes for me that there's always something that you need for me and there's always something like there's always a list and every day there's a list, every week there's a list, there's always going to be a list. And so like it, I think what it hurts for me is when it feels like it's just ask, 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 ask. And then there's the maybe lack of de- appreciation for like, hey, us or our marriage or you know what I mean? It's just I think it makes it hard. sometimes. Well,
2: yeah. And I think mm-hmm. all of our lives are moving so fast that it can be the first thing to go is like those moments that you're taking a minute to appreciate each other. And it's not, you're not doing it on purpose. You're just like on to the next thing because life is really busy right now.
1: Yeah, it, it, exactly what I'm thinking. We wake up and we've got three kids in our face as soon as we wake up. We do our best to get them ready to go to daycare. We both go in with our busy work days, pick up after daycare. And then, you know, it's just chaos from five o'clock to after nine o'clock. Drew's notes literally and- say
2: "duke it out with the boys until after 9
3: p.m."
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's a royal rumble, and <laughs>
3: no doubt. But by, by the time
1: that's done, we're either too exhausted or asleep or just like too, I don't know, worked up to like have a normal appreciative
3: collaborative conversation. Yeah, especially at, times. at 10 p.m. or 11 p.m. whenever you get into bed together. It's like right. you're fried.
2: I love these conversations with the guys because it kind of normalizes couples working through issues that are really common but not spoken about. And we're also a podcast where we we want to grow in our relationships. Like we're not here bashing our husbands. We're like, okay, how do
0: we look at these issues and get to a better place? And these are the type of conversations that we bring up on the podcast, but also the types of conversations that you can bring up with a better help counselor. And you guys know the drill. We love our better help counselors. They have been our longest standing partner because we appreciate it. We know that therapy can be so helpful as individuals and also as couples. And because you are able to bring your partner into these conversations, it's not just you learning and growing and improving yourself. You're able to do that in your relationship. So, for all of our listeners, you can get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com/herself. Again, you can do it as an individual, you can do it as a couple, you can talk about the issues that have been from your past or from your family life growing up, you can talk about the things you're going through right now. They all really flow together. But by going to betterhelp, H E L P, dot com/herself, that's 10% off your first month. You guys, there are millions of people who are are using this, including Amy and I. Drew has been part of Amy's conversations with her counselor. Just having that extra nudge, it really can be that piece that just grows your relationship more than just trying to, as Drew would say, duke it out. (laughs) (laughs) um, It's just so much going on because we are. We're constantly being demanded. And when we think about these episodes and in the episode with Decoding Couples, they shared a stat from the Gottman Institute that said that 67% of couples report a decreased marital satisfaction after having kids. And it takes three years for couples to recover. So both the Kiefer's and the Green's, our families expanded, and then they expanded again before having that three-year recoup window. And what felt like the biggest change, and there were a lot of changes, There are a lot of changes during this time, but Drew, in your opinion, what were some of the biggest changes to your marriage after having kids? And is there anything that maybe helps you and Amy work through these?
1: The biggest thing is that there's just very little time for for you and your spouse and also very little time for yourself. Every activity involves planning. And I think as a result of that, each person in the relationship has much less patience than they otherwise would. And that's been the case for both Amy and I throughout this five-plus-year journey. And we've we've worked on it and we've gotten better, but with three little ones in the house, patience is often running short, at least for me. And, and how do we get around that? It's been a challenge, but I think planning out schedules and activities, as Abby, you and Colin talked about earlier, planning for the week, preparing for things, Having an expectation of who's going to do what is helpful. I think we can still do a better job of that, but it does help. And more than anything, just. Showing grace to your partner and knowing that they're doing the best that they can. It's difficult for everyone in the family, but knowing that they, they don't mean any ill will towards their partner, if they are showing impatience or if they're just frustrated with the amount of work
3: that they're taking on for the household or the kids. Yeah. Well said. Well said. And I think you've actually taken my answer as well. (laughs) Time.
2: Yeah. And I think for certain personality types like Drew's, it's just so overstimulating for him. Our household is right now. And that is a huge challenge. And so for me, a big growth opportunity and area is having more patience with his reactions sometimes because I'm like, Babe, this is just our life now, you know. But from the therapists we've talked to, we understand some people do just get more overstimulated than other people, and trying to understand that your partner might not navigate things exactly how you navigate things. And we all have strengths and we all have weaknesses. It's way easier to see your spouse's weaknesses sometimes, but just like reflecting back to, that we all have those we all have different triggers. So Colin, what about for you? Same question. What do you think has changed the most for you and Abby? And what in what ways do you guys work through it?
3: I literally have the same answer as Drew. So I think I need to come up with something else. But <laughs> I time is the same thing for us. It's it's amazing hearing that stat that what was it, sixty some percent of couples, you know, have see a downturn in their marriage yeah. after after having kids for the, that first three years, I had this aha moment thinking about this because of, it's like the answer is, of course, right? You have a lack of time for yourself, time to exercise, time um, with your spouse, time spent at work, time for your hobbies. Yeah. I mean, everything's a time crunch.
1: But at the same time, people, you know, society tells us. You just had a baby boy or baby girl, you should be thrilled. And and we are. Yeah, yeah. But it's kind of a yes and type of scenario where yes, you are thrilled. And with that comes a lot of extra responsibility and less time for the
3: things that you had enjoyed so much prior to becoming a parent. Yeah, yeah. totally. That's a great way to put it, Drew. And I think it's kind of not that you're you're done or you're divorcing your old self or something like that but kind of right you're mm-hmm. you're letting go of some of the things that you used to be able to do and there's mourning <laughs> that happens <laughs> yeah. for that yeah. yeah
2: i i feel like you and abby are really strong at taking time as a couple and then owen came into the picture and there're was a certain busyness and attachment for Abby where now I see you guys are starting to get back to that, but there was a gap because oh, yeah. you guys were like once a week dating. Oh yeah. 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 Before. Yeah. I'm before before sure Owen. everyone was
3: looking like, oh my God. It's like you're going <laughs> on dates every single day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. That it's a good observation. I and I think a lot of that stemmed from me. I I think Abby wanted it too, but I just felt so disconnected from from you, and it was I was trying to remind myself of the season that I'm currently in, and around your body, and again the the time crunch and all this stuff. But I had this just major resentment because again going back to previous, it felt like I was always being asked to do things, and then at the end of the day, right, we're all fried, and there was just it felt like there's nothing left over, mm-hmm. and. I had to remind myself, we went through this with the other two kids for a period of time. Now we're adding a third. But yeah, we've spent a lot more time together and making time for each other. And that has helped a lot, especially the last few months, couple months.
2: Yeah. The quality of time together and sometimes being alone together is so important versus the quantity of time that some of us got without breaks was, it was really easy to kind of be more at each other because you never had that separation for a long time. We're just getting kind of back to normal, um, One of the reasons that we also love having the guys on is because all of us truly feel like marriage is this living, breathing thing that we have to continue to nourish. And we're right alongside of you. Like we go through stages where things feel really hard and we go through stages where we feel like we're working well together. So I am curious to hear what do you guys think is the hardest thing about the current phase of parenting that you are in and how does that impact your marriage?
1: For us right now, everything is loud and messy and <laughs> that that just naturally makes me frustrated and in a bad mood and doesn't allow myself to be or doesn't allow me to be the best version of myself for my partner. And I know that's that's hard on our marriage and hard for her and rightfully so. And I'm still trying to figure out what what the heck do I do to make it better and if there are different things to think about or just a different mindset to go into the day or the night or the weekend with. Uh, the only thing I've come up with so far is just knowing that it's going to be hard and if it's not, you're pleasantly surprised with the outcome
0: drew i do the exact same thing and, and it does help a little bit doesn't it <laughs> when you when you prepare for the job. worst
1: it does but you've got to remind yourself to do it because that's when <laughs> i struggle the most is like oh yeah it's i forgot that it was going to be hard tonight <laughs> um, or it's even harder than i expected and i think our neighbors could probably attest to <laughs> what, what we're having those days or nights because they probably hear me uh, the sad as it is to say but they, they're probably nodding along right now if they're listening
2: um, Do our think, neighbors
1: listen? <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe, maybe not.
2: One thing that I would love to say is that I was talking to my therapist about this once, and she was like, you know what? This might not be Drew's season that he shines at, but his season when these boys are starting get, to get into T-ball and they look up to dad. And so for me, I've just tried to say, you know, at the end of the day, Drew really loves our kids, and this is a very loud season, and this is not his strength, but I do think that his season is going to come up.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I think we're starting to see that with Max. He's getting into activities and is starting to like want to do more of the things that I do, which I love. That's right up my alley, um, and that should continue to get easier over time as he goes more in that direction and... Hopefully Trey and Cole do too, uh, <laughs> but I know it'll take some time, so it's a great point, Amy. And
2: I think the other thing that Drew and I could bring to the conversation is we noticed that when you have a personality like Drew and Abby and you really always have a checklist running in your mind, it's hard for you guys to to turn that off and just focus on being dad.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: when Drew does that, it's his happy, like when he is happiest with the kids, he's outside on the playground or he's outside doing T-ball and he's not thinking about the flowers that need to get watered or the dinner that needs to get made. So I said, babe, I think there needs to be more times where you turn off everything that has to get done and you sink into just being dad.
1: Yeah, I would agree. And it's, knowing that we have lack of time to start with. I think that's what's hard for me. But when I'm able to do that successfully, it's really helpful. I go back to when you were out of town a couple months ago for the weekend and it was just me and the three boys and going into that experience, I knew it was going to be hard. I knew that I wasn't going to be able to really do a lot of the things that I would otherwise want to do. But I just embraced me being with them for three days straight and... We really did have a great time. Yeah, it was yeah, like the a happiest.
2: Star. Yeah. Okay, Colin. What about for you? Same question. What is the most difficult thing about your current phase of parenting, and how does it impact your guys' marriage?
3: Yeah, it's it's similar. I just i it's just how demanded we are. There's the tasks, the chores, the little hands, and just going back to that resentment. To me, it's. And that that was the hardest thing for me. But the one thing that I did starting a few months ago uh, as well, you can kind of see this turnaround time between me focusing on trying to get quality time with Abby. But then the other thing that I did, because I, I developed some bad habits over COVID. Um,
2: not going outside?
3: Not going outside is one. <laughs> and Abby would, would point it out to me daily that I wasn't outside. And that, I mean, honestly, vitamin D just getting out like it, it did like I was going between my office, the bathroom and the refrigerator and then back to my, my office. And for a while there I was, I was eating it up. I was loving it. And then it was a crash course. Like I'm done. And, you know, I picked up some bad habits. I was drinking more during the week. Um, I was staying up a little bit later. I wasn't eating as well and I also wasn't exercising as much because I didn't have the energy to. It's like this snowball that just I think rolls a lot of people direction. went
2: mm-hmm. through that in COVID, so he's definitely not alone.
3: I also put on weight. I put on like I don't know, 15 or 20 15 pounds or so. The COVID-19? <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. I put on the COVID-19. And I don't know, I just got back to the little things, I guess. Um, I started eating better. I just started with going outside I, and I started going on walks and it got, gave me more energy and I drank more water and I ate more greens and then I had the energy to exercise and it just made all the world a difference. So yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I think that's helped. a good point. I mean, for me, I know activity brightens my day and puts me in a better mood, which puts me in a more patient state with, with the kids and enjoying everyone's company better than I normally would. Yeah. That sounds really bad.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, if we're our best selves, if we're whole people ourselves, we can bring a better partner. Like I can be a better partner to you and Mm -hmm. then we can be better to our kids. So to me, it makes perfect sense. But sometimes when we get really overwhelmed, taking care of ourselves is the first thing to go or we fall into a slump,
0: that's what happens and when you are trying to focus on your marriage so much and you're like I need to work on my marriage, I want to be a better wife, I want to be a better partner. I want to do this. You can sometimes focus on just the partnership. When it's like no, you are just like you said Amy, you're a person before you're a partner. So by focusing inward first sometimes, which it's mm-hmm. not selfish, because you're able to bring that best person to the marriage like or to the relationship. Soaky, soaky. That's what I've
1: been trying to tell Amy. You need to let me golf more so I can work on our relationship. <laughs> there are limits. There <laughs> definitely are limits. You just say you, okay, you know Good point. Good point.
0: And for Colin, he knew that by prioritizing himself, it just made a world of difference all around. And when I started noticing that, too, it helped when he did need a couple of breaks.
3: Abby was trying to give me encouragement. It wasn't coming across the right way. She was like, <laughs> you know, I really want to be with with a with a person that wants to grow. I'm like, good <laughs> Lord. <laughs> I was like, I'm going through a tough season. You're going to pile it on me right now. <laughs>
0: like Colin said before, I'm very direct. I could work on my tone in ways that I'm delivery. <laughs> the delivery yeah, yeah, is yeah. what I can work on, Wait, definitely. No. We all have
2: <laughs> strengths and weaknesses. Was so.
1: there anything that did help with, um uh, her communication to you on that subject in terms of your motivation?
3: Yeah, there's just nothing shy about her telling me what's on her mind. And she does a great job of encouraging me, even if it's in ways that, that I don't appreciate it, but she said it enough, got and like, got me to go on some walks. Like I never take our dog for the walk, for a walk. And you, Abby always does it. So we went to the dog park a couple of times. I'm like, you know, this is actually kind of nice. Or we went on a lunch walk, which I never get to go on with you, you, you three. Um, so finally went on a walk with her over lunch, and it's like, okay, I, I, I can get down on this.
2: Yeah, it's hard when you have a partner that's struggling, because with Drew too, I was like, babe, you're not working out anymore. Like, I don't care about how you look, I care about how you feel, and you know, if he gets in a slump where he's not working out his his mood is affected so it's like how do you how do you get that person like you want to you want to be gentle with them but you want to kind of give them a kick in the butt
3: yeah it's both
2: and now a quick break from our second sponsor which is a new sponsor for us it is Poshmark you guys can download the Poshmark app to search for new items that are at a discounted price because someone else is selling them. So Avi and I love this website because you can find brands like Lululemon, Nike, Free People, really everything is on there and it is at a better price while still being in really good condition. Listeners of Herself get $10 off your first purchase. Just enter the invite code posh when you sign up. Again, that invite code is
0: HerselfPod. All right. So we've gone through several working parts, but one thing that we talked about on the Decoding Couples episode was really prioritizing the couple. So Colin, I'm going to throw this one to you. How do you feel we prioritize our marriage daily? And then what are some of the things that we do maybe monthly, maybe yearly to make sure that we keep the spark alive?
3: (laughs) I like hearing that. So on a daily basis, we make sure that we go to bed together most nights. I think I've said that on another episode before, but that is big for us because of everything we've talked about earlier, there's a time crunch. And so it's nice to have that time together, even if it's half an hour of brushing our teeth and laying down together. So we get a little pillow talk before we go to sleep on a monthly basis, getting back into this the last couple of months, but we make sure that we have a night or two away, just the two of us. And for the longest time, right, we've always had Owen. And I kind of felt like we still had a little bit of a date night with Owen being there. And it was hard giving him up because he's such a sweet little boy. But uh, we had a a little weekend away without Owen, without Lucy, without Micah. And it was just the two of us. And that was the first time we've done that in nine months, nine months. So that was nice. And then yearly... We go back to our ceremony spot and we answer five questions and we write them down individually and tell the answers to each other. And Abby puts on her wedding dress. (laughs) 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 She doesn't bring that to the ceremony spot, but she does put that on. Maybe
0: I should. Maybe she's bringing that there. Walk down the aisle. I I I think you should.
3: It's just too much now. So the five questions we ask are, the first one is, what one event big or small are you going to tell our children slash grandchildren about number two what's been the best thing about being married number three what are you most proud of this year number four because we love to travel what was your favorite vacation and why and number five is what are you most looking forward to in the upcoming year
0: so you guys do that every year it's a very Abby tradition. It's a very Abbey tradition, which <laughs> is funny because it was Colin's first wedding gift to me, or like first anniversary wedding gift, is he got this really cute journal. He had the questions all written out. Oh, you could tell he took like extra so time sweet. for it. Speaking
3: that love language.
0: <laughs> because I don't like gifts. So some people get an extra wedding band. Some people get a big, I don't know, whatever, whatever kind of gift. But Colin knew that if I had that, that little tradition, that little experience, and we've kept it alive every single year.
3: Yeah, I haven't written any yet this year, (laughs) so I failed this year. I still got to fill in my Less than a
0: month ago. You're fine.
2: Okay, Drew, how about for you?
1: One thing that we do on a daily basis is we take the time to ask how each other's day has been. That's something that sounds really small, but as long as you actually mean the question and intently listen to the response and... Empathize with the person if it's been a rough day or get curious and ask follow-up questions based on how they respond. That's been helpful for us. It's been well-received when, when Amy's asked me those questions, and I think she appreciates it when I do the same. But the key is truly meaning the question and listening and responding accordingly, not just mm-hmm. checking the box and moving on to the next subject. So that's on a daily basis. More infrequently, uh, we try to go on a date night, um, I would say about once a month, maybe not as much over the last 15 or 16 months with COVID and everything, but uh, we've made some time to do that and then getting out of town uh, every few months for a couple of days without, without the boys, just the two of us uh, taking time to connect because we really do enjoy each other. We feel so refreshed when we do that, when we're able to devote 100% of our attention to the other person with no competing priorities. That really, I think, rejuvenates us in our relationship.
2: Yeah, I think that's been our go-to move now that the boys are so loud and demanding is really that time away together. Mm-hmm. And if it can be longer than one date night, it, that's when I, I feel like we get actually rejuvenated. Okay, so we're on to our last question already, and this one I wanted to bring in because like we said before, we are forever growing and evolving as couples. At the end of the podcast episode with Decoding Couples, they mentioned five conversations that people should keep having if they want to have a growth-oriented mindset in their relationship. These five questions that you should keep asking, number one, sex life. How are you feeling like our sex life is going? Number two, finances. What is money like for us right now? Are we saving for something? Number three, stress. So what's stressing you out the most right now? Four is joy. What brings you the most joy right now? And then five is you. Is there any part of you that is feeling unseen? So I was wondering for the guys, is there one or two that sticks out that you're good at talking about with your partner and maybe one or two that you need to visit more often?
1: For us, I think it's the the two former sex. I cringe when I say that on the air. I don't think I've ever done that before. <laughs> Oh, boy. Naughty. I said Bush at one point. (laughs) S-E-X. And finances, I feel like we both feel satisfied and heard in that department and that we are on the same page.
2: So those Uh, are our good ones.
1: Yes, those are the two where I think we are, are strong in. The other three, joy, stress, and you, I feel like we don't,
2: those are growth areas, yeah, us. I
1: feel like we don't talk about well, I guess we do talk about them. We just have a harder time aligning on expectations and what's the true like output of of those conversations,
2: yeah, so I think the first two we feel strong in and the other ones, it's like it's not a necessarily a productive conversation if we're talking about them. Is that true?
1: Right, so on, on the last three, joy, stress, and you, we don't, I don't think we make enough time to talk about them. Uh, joy especially, I think we would be aligned on that. We just don't talk about it much. The stress and the you, I you know we do talk about, we just don't, we don't naturally align on that as well as other areas
3: and can be a struggle for us. Yeah.
1: What about you, Colin?
3: I think we're in the same boat, Drew. I I think... Finances has become so second nature that we don't talk about it as much because it's like ingrained, like we've created the systems and it's running mm-hmm. and we, we manage it as it comes up. So that one I think is fairly strong. The sex and intimacy, actually, for a while, I was a, a struggle bus in my department. I didn't want to rush to get to the finish line. <laughs> you know what I'm <laughs> is saying? Is it an analogy or is this <laughs> <a line? laughs> I desired the connection that came with intimacy. Oh, I see. Not the the, the doing of it for doing. <laughs> <laughs> no further questions. You're <laughs> Thank you. I'm happy I got my point across. And there's so much that was going into that, right? Postpartum, new baby you know, Lack my time, body, stress. COVID, you know, so I'm yeah. like, body I, always
0: being needed, had, breastfeeding, holding a baby is always just always being on.
3: Yeah, I just I didn't realize until it was gone, how much I like, really desired that connection. And so that feels like we're doing significantly better, uh, which I'm, and I hope you are happy. About. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, an area where we don't talk a lot about and it's not a productive conversation. I think the way you said it, Amy, was perfect. Was stress? I feel like whenever we have the stress conversations, sometimes it's just like this knee jerk reaction when we're talking about it. But you know, the daily um, or weekly conversations around stress and what's going on has been helpful. But I think there's opportunity there, as well as the feeling unseen. And you know, I feel like that's where some of your frustration, Abby, has come up lately around. I've got this load. I feel like you don't see me or recognize me. You're not saying thank you for the things that I'm doing. And I think we can make a point to doing that better.
0: And full disclosure, after we recorded the Decoding Couples episode, which was like a month ago mm-hmm. at, at this point, right then was when I'm like, okay, we got to start doing these questions. So I started bringing them up more and more. And we found out that the sex questions and the finance questions, they just came so easily. Like we could just breeze by them. We knew that they were ingrained. We were already doing those things. But then as soon as we started bringing up the stress, it almost stressed us out more. So we would bring up the stress. And then immediately with our consulting backgrounds – One of us would be like, well, why don't you try this, this, and this? And the other person would be like, no, no, no. Like, I'm just just talking about this right now. And then the other person would say, well, I already told you to try this, this, and this. The Mm -hmm. walking thing came up again.
3: (laughs) Oh, please. Somebody watch the nail in the head YouTube video. I can't remember if I've ever brought this up, but Google or YouTube nail in the head and you need to watch this video. It is hilarious and spot on
0: it's a really good conversation between how men look at situations and how women look at situations or just different personality types. But many times a man and a woman, if you're in a heterosexual relationship, how you look at the same situation very differently of one person wanting to just pinpoint the issue and to get rid of the issue where the other person just wants to talk about it, feel seen, feel heard in the conversation. And
2: sometimes I'll I'll give Drew the heads up. I'm like, I just want to tell you about this. I don't want any advice. I just want you to hear me. And then he does that so nice. That is
1: really helpful because I <laughs> normally don't know what I'm supposed to do. It's like what do I do with my hands and my mouth? And, um, that's helpful because then I yeah, it just alerts me, like what you're looking for, be direct. I appreciate that because then I can really help with what you're looking for um, instead of solution in some cases which you're not looking for or And sometimes
2: for. you are, like it just depends. Yeah. So just giving some clarity is is super helpful.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, for us, a lot of times like midday conversations, solutioning goes a lot better where at the end of a long day, it's just like you want to feel heard. and.
0: Yeah, that's a good point.
1: Yeah. Debrief a little bit.
0: Well, guys, thank you so much for coming back on the podcast six times. You are officially the guest that we have had on more than any other types of guests. And it's always a pleasure. And we feel really fortunate to have supportive partners, but also your words are helping to touch other relationships. So yeah. having both of those is the whole point of these conversations. I know
2: we hear from our community that your partners are much more likely
0: to listen to the ones that mm-hmm. the guys are on. So that that means a lot to us. Yeah. So- send this one over it's not passive aggressive to be like hey listen to this because you guys have some really good points and these are the conversations we want to continue having in relationships not just today but some of the talking points we brought up to just have that be part of your monthly your weekly and your daily routines and as always if you would share this episode in your Instagram story we'd greatly appreciate it just more eyes on it more ears on it and hopefully touching some more lives talk to you guys all next week
3: thank you